Tales of Recovery. This is Vidi Salgas, your host, and my guest today is my dear friend and mentor in a way. I feel like you mentor me too. Well, <laughs> you know, a back and forth, like yeah. a journey of holding hands together and yeah. like deconstruction mm-hmm. and exploring life and really walking towards liberation. Yeah, pleasure, absolutely. Freedom as a woman, as a human, whatever. So Michelle meets, we met. Oh man. (laughs) Years and years ago. Many years ago. In the church days. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about the church and deconstruction. Mm. That's probably like 2001. 2001 because I think we were pregnant with, um, at least I was pregnant with Santi, I think at the same time you were pregnant with Jager. Okay. Santi's 18, Jager's 19. Oh, no, Jager's almost 21. Almost 21. Mm-hmm. Oh, then maybe it was Paula and Jager. Okay. I don't know. But it was a long time <laughs> so ago. So many babies. <laughs> back in the easy days. And I was drinking the Kool-Aid because it was mm-hmm. the direction of love. And yeah. I needed, that's what mm-hmm. that's what was necessary for me at that moment. But um, but anyway, I just want you guys to know who are, li- who are listening that um, one of my biggest anchors and... I don't know how you say that word, like ayuda, like the helpers mm. for me to be mm-hmm. able to get out of this mindset of constrict, constricted religious mm, lies and baloney that mm-hmm. I thought were real because that's just how I grew up, Mexican yeah. Catholic, you think, you know, you have, there's no other way and that you're betraying whatever, oh, yeah. Jesus and the Lord Mary, mm-hmm. the Lord Mary <laughs> and his mom Mary. Um, and so it's a lot more complicated than it sounds and most of you guys listening are like you know always find me ranting and being really but it's it, it it's very important for me that you're here michelle mm. and that you and ryan kind of like open up this pathway of ease mm. i would have gotten out of it for sure anyway but yeah but it was like oh, okay okay if michelle and ryan are doing this <laughs> then then i'm not crazy right yeah you know? So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that and how that journey was. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle and Ryan, by the way, had a huge, huge um, church mm-hmm. up in Seattle. Very fun church. Very smart people. So fun. Lovely. <laughs> we had yeah. a blast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think we listened to you guys' ser- sermons every Sunday mm-hmm. and just cried. No. Just cried when you guys were doing the deconstruction because I'd go to mm-hmm. the regular church and be like, Patches are so fucking dumb. Mm. What is even this? I've read the Bible three times back and forth. I've read all the apologetics books. There's no way this is real. And you're lying to people and you're hurting people that, oh, well, everybody's welcome until you're gay or on drugs or mm-hmm. doing something. And it's just so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And the f- one of the things I wanted to do was convince everybody, Aww. in particular, you know, the people leading the church, that it was wrong. And you would always tell me, Okay, well now, Grace, I don't think they're gonna you're gonna be able to convince them. I'm like, yes, I am. They're my friends. I'm gonna give them this book and that book, and they're gonna see the light. And you were so gracious about it, and never said like, dude, no. So anyway, mm. welcome, Michelle. Um, there'll be other fun stuff we talk about too, of course. For but, sure. But um, I'm really glad you're here. Oh, I'm so glad. Finally, finally, <laughs> I finally got myself together. And I've been begging you. To let myself be brave <laughs> to come on here. Oh, uh, you are yeah. so fucking brave already. Just, yeah. 
Oh, it's so fun. I love you so much mm. and just look up to you and I so enjoy our friendship and yeah. how we do get to hold hands and walk along together. Yeah. So, so fun. You are just yeah. amazing. Um, I would say like very similar. We were very similar. I had completely um, like I didn't even question so much of my religious upbringing it was just ingrained for me from a very young age very religious family um went to christian school uh it was i was just in it all the time 24 7 and so i i didn't question a lot of things and when i did question it was always oh god's ways are higher than mine Uh, aren't i uh, i'm so grateful that i don't have to think about it (laughs) because God's got it under control and that was definitely my excuse to not dig in deeper into a lot of really challenging situations um, or questions that people had for me it was just kind of I could blow it off and be like oh you know my personality leans towards positive and fun anyway so I was like ah that seems like too much work and too much trouble I don't want to don't want to go into that um but then as I got to know more people who were not like me and who had different upbringings, who had different orientations sexually or grew up with a different religious tradition, then I got to start to see like, oh, there are other people who believe just as strongly as me in a completely different set of values and beliefs. Or not not necessarily a set of values, but like different beliefs. Right, right. So that was really shocking I didn't realize how sheltered I was until I started to get to know more people which the funny thing is is it was through our church Eastlake because it did hit up in Seattle Mm -hmm. yeah it hit a pretty diverse group and yes it definitely um, resonated with people who grew up going to church but just felt like it was so boring Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of fun Um, yeah so getting to know those people and then also my husband Ryan is um, the type of person who will go in deep into the hard questions and want to like dive into it and figure out where he stands or what you know what the mystery of life could possibly say about these things, which I love about him, but <laughs> that's just not my bend. So yeah. he was starting to do that privately. Um, because the church had finally gotten to a point where we weren't doing everything, just the, you know, two of us and a handful of volunteers. We had a staff, so he had time to, like, really dive in, um, study for himself. Instead you of didn't just know what he was doing? When he was... Um, I always knew he was studying, okay. but and I always knew he was prepping for some message series or whatever, but he was like, um, okay, I'm going to just read the Bible straight through. Mm-hmm. And that brought up way more questions and way more um, doubt for him. And so then he read it again (laughs) and was like, oh, my goodness, it's getting worse. This is not getting better. And, I mean, he just would – I mean, so many books. His his office was just filled with books on a bunch of of topics. But I'd say that the top two were the idea that – that God in the Old Testament was like vengeful and a warring God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the um, the conversation in our community, so many people in the community, the LGBT community, were like, 
what about us? What do you guys say about us? What's our level of involvement here? Are we just welcome? Or like, can we volunteer? Can we be on staff? And we had always been very much like, oh, of course, open arms. We love, you know, our slogan was church for the rest of us. It was like, there's no, no one is excluded here. But then when it was like, what we'd like you to marry, you know, to perform our ceremony, wedding ceremony, that kind of stuff, then we'd start getting like flack Mm -hmm. if we were to do that. Mm -hmm. So he dove in and was like, this is, you know, ridiculous. And just seeing how it, all these things that had graded against his heart and I had just been like, oh, that's too, that doesn't seem right to me. That doesn't seem like Jesus, but I'm not going to address it. I'm going to just push it aside because I was living in privilege. I, you know, didn't have any of those issues within my family or, um, I don't want to say issues, but like, I didn't know anybody who was not cisgendered or like believed in a similar like political structure as me. Like I was so sheltered. Yeah. So <clears throat> once that kind of combination of him really diving in and I, I thought that because we had just had our third and fourth kids when he was really going into this deep study and feeling like, oh gosh, this huge organization that we built, I now no longer believe these things that we built it on in some way. Mm. I'm going to have to announce this so that one, we can like hopefully um, reverse some of the damage Mm. that's been done and help people you know, not weaponize God anymore. Right. Um, so weaponize God. Weapo- I mean, it. Yeah. yeah. It's all over the place, and yeah. um, so he. You know, we were in that space, but I thought he was, I thought he was distancing from me because we had babies. We had our third and fourth kids, and that's just a really stressful time. You yeah. know, um, so I was resenting him for that. Like I'm like mama bear was coming out big time. I'm like, why are you pulling away? And he was just really terrified to tell me because he thought for sure that I would leave him, mm. that I would be like, no, this is this is not what I want. Um, you know, and that I would just be like, okay, well, I'll just stay at the church and you you will kind of like exile you. <laughs> it was kind <laughs> of his, his fear. But when he started telling me what he was talking about and um, thinking through and all the things that he'd been finding – um, and talking about, you know, hell, um, and how he's like, I don't believe in hell anymore. And we went through all this stuff together and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> and once that piece fell away, like, which was, re- I was reluctant for any of the pieces to fall away. But once it did, then I was like, I don't like why, you know, there are so many more questions. I'm like, what, then why do we need to, um exhibit tough love to people it should just be love it should all just be love and acceptance and open arms and everyone's great because we don't have this fiery um eternity that we could keep people you know saving people from hell was like a was a huge motivator so once that was gone it was like oh man i don't i don't see how a lot of these things line up with jesus so he told me all that and I, we were like, oh, okay, there's a lot more alignment here. And we thankfully got to enjoy feeling close again. Like, okay, we're on the same team. And that felt amazing. <clears throat> but I think what it also showed me was um, 
like just to the point when you're like, I want to tell everybody, I want to like, yeah. you know, like we, we can exit evangelical religion, but we can still be very evangelical in our mindset of like, we have to now right. tell everybody <laughs> that this is how you should be. Yeah. You know, like we weren't, oh, we were going in this direction, but we were wrong. <laughs> I have more good news. And people are just not ready for, they're ready when they're ready. And if we yeah. force it, it's just going to cause our nervous systems way more stress. Yeah. And there, and then it can just be this, like, basically, we, we stick in that religious mindset and stay those, like, a-holes, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we just do it with, you don't have to stress out about that. Yeah, you don't have to go to hell. The, the <laughs> interesting know? is I'm listening to you thinking how, I mean, how silly it sounds to me right now to think, oh, the Bible said it has to be. But that's how most people grew up. That's mm-hmm. the Bible. The Bible says this. Mm-hmm. The Bible says you can spank your kid. The Bible says yeah. if you're not in love with Jesus and say these three words, you're going to hell. The Bible's. Mm-hmm. And maybe now, because, you know, how long has it been? Ten years? Seven years? I don't know. Twenty years? For, since this shifting. Um, let's say it's 2000. Yeah, I'd say we st- started in 2013 14 yeah. really shifting things and then um, slowly slowly trying to be like how can we do this without with being as gracious to this congregation right. and so slowly shifting it yeah. um and then in 2015 we were like now we gotta just, just we just gotta make a stand for the lgbt community and apologize right. for how we were complicit i remember that and it was coming out yeah. live and yeah. And then what, the 10,000 people <laughs> church left? Well, yeah. So our, like I said, you know, we were so fun. Like mm-hmm. there was, there were so many like little communities of friends that found each other there. And it was like such yeah. a family. Of kind of yeah. Like people went there on Sundays because they knew they would see their friends. Right. And as soon as some friend groups started leaving, it was like, oh, well, I came here because I wanted to see my friends, too. Like it, so it was like a rapid decline because people were getting pressure from their family and all that. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a cult. It's a cult. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But it was, um, yeah, it was pretty fast for sure. We were down, we had like eight locations, and within a year we had to come down to one, back to one, and... Yeah, lost millions and millions of dollars in yeah. relatively quick amount of time, like yeah. three months. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it was crazy. It was, and now with perspective, I'm so grateful for it. But yeah. in the middle of it, it That's was really stressful. scary, mm-hmm. stressful. Yeah, and we had some pretty <clears throat> militant churches in the Seattle area that I thought we'd be getting like rocks through our window. And Ryan oh. did get death threats and all sorts of crazy oh, stuff. Wow. But yeah. Now I'm just so thankful for it. But in the middle of it, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still, and then because that, I remember, I mean, of course, I followed the whole journey. Uh, we, you still kept, like, I don't know how many people were still going, but you still kept talking and deconstructing and oh, yeah. and teaching and explaining. I mean, Ryan and whoever else was speaking was always mm-hmm. very good about um, having, like, information mm. behind like okay this is why it's not just because oh you know all yeah. of a sudden i don't feel like it no no, no. Th- yeah. this is the background this is the information this is my experience you know mm-hmm. this is what you guys started to do like mindfulness more like mm-hmm. meditation practices yeah. and being inside mm-hmm. uh, of yourself instead of just following a myth on a book right 
Yeah, I mean, we definitely talked about how our kind of thinking before we had the um, inclusion statement was, okay, we need to do this because the LGBT community needs to be, like, let in right. to our our cool club. Right. And then as all of it started to, like, unravel and we started to see all the beauty coming through the pain, we were like, oh, actually... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got released like the doors were let up were opened we thought to bring the lgbt community in but they were opened really to like free us from mm-hmm. this total prison of a mindset and we started you know applying the same logic to lots of things what else are we excluding mm-hmm. that is really beautiful that we should actually embrace and so it became more of like a spiritual community and we would teach from all sorts of spiritual texts, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the Tao, the Book of the Dead, the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just like if it's if it's gonna help us be a beneficial presence in the world, then it's great. Like let's right. let's go there. And so yeah, incorporating a lot more mindfulness and it was a beautiful time, yeah. beautiful time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the kids? Like were the kids? Mm. Kicking out. I mean, I remember well, Santi asking me yeah. when I was like, that's it, no more. This is all bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole process. He asked me, he was probably 10 years old. And, um, and you know, I mean, I was. we were very involved, of course, in yeah. organizing and this and that and the recovery groups, blah, blah, blah. But we weren't like the pastor, pastor, wife. And Santi asked me, so what now, Mom? <laughs> what happens now? We go to some big black abyss when we die? <laughs> no. You know, he was like, yeah. you're telling me this story, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're telling me there's no castle at the end of the road. <laughs> right. Where's my big reward Where's waiting for big, me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's my big thing? Yeah, that has been really interesting because um, our kids at that time, like things, when everything really started to shift um, in 2015. Uh, let's see here. The kids were 15. 12, 6, and 4. Okay. And so, of course, a big spread with yeah. just cognitive mm-hmm. <laughs> development and all that. But um, our two older ones, you know, they they had had the same questions. And they were just like, you know, it didn't, it didn't make sense to us, but we trusted you. And mm-hmm. we were having so much fun with youth group and camps and all that that it was like, okay, I can like – have these questions and talk to mom and dad about it on the side but they were definitely like yeah I don't I don't line up this doesn't line up with me yeah. in a lot of ways but I'm also like whatever I'm not gonna rock the boat right um so it definitely like opened up a lot of really honest conversations and we've continued that pattern with just being like hey you can disagree with us and right. we want to be open to hearing you and meeting you with the least respect and so that's been, it's been good, but yeah, I mean, hard, especially for our older kids with just like the social pressure and going from being like, you know, uh, they're like well liked within the church community than to going in and not being sure if someone's going to yell at their mom and dad that day or <laughs> what. Um, but actually it was pretty cute because um, our daughter was in early high school and 
all like through junior high when people would, you know, go, what do your parents do? What do you do? And she'd be like, my dad's pastor and blah, blah, blah. The first thing people would say is, oh, does he hate gay people? Uh-huh. And she's like, no, 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 no. We're not that. We're not like that. Uh-huh. And nobody would believe her. And so then she's like, now I can be like, see, <laughs> here's, a, here's a Time Magazine article that you can read. <laughs> well, that's right. You were on Time Magazine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was, a, he like our community was pretty gracious to us. Yes, we had a lot of people be mean, but the most like hate came from around the world. Mm. It was not. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're dismantling so many people's, um, you know, lives, businesses through systems of getting Mm -hmm. money in order to Mm -hmm. pay the bills and, Mm -hmm. and really, I mean, I don't want to sound like blunt, but like it's a cult Mm. and it's a government and it's just so beyond, like, you don't, I didn't see it like that at first. Mm -hmm. You just don't see it like that. No. It's like, no, 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 this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a good person. Yeah. And if I do these things, you know, and it's like, no. Yeah. Actually, nice try. <laughs> you know, it yeah. is a nice try. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and one of the things I always remember you telling me when I beat by beating myself up about like why did I spend so many freaking years there? I knew <laughs> because I knew pretty much right away. You know, I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and I hated the Catholic Church. I always knew it was bullshit since I was little. Always, mm-hmm. always. Never went, whatever. I was a meditator. I was in mm-hmm. Buddhism. I was in recovery for many years. Had my baby. All the yeah. trauma comes back. Mm-hmm. You're like, we need to take this little baby to some church. Mm-hmm. But not the Catholic one, because that sucks out. <laughs> Let's go to this evangelical one where they have all this amazing music. And, mm-hmm. that's and I went, and I saw the band. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need to sing in that band. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. I was also going through a horrible time in my life. I don't think I would have maybe been seeking this. But I remember Ryan asked me, like, I'm like, hey, can I sing in the band? <laughs> sure, I show up. And he's like, so when were you saved? <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? And he was super serious. Like, yeah, yeah, when were you saved? Oh, yeah, we had our systems in place. We I'm have like, to. Uh, <laughs> and I was just thinking, fuck, if I don't say a date, I'm not going to be able to sing in the band. Aww. So I was like. Uh, November 2, uh, I just made up for you. Like, okay, cool, you're in. Come in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it was fun. There was so, so much support for at least to fucking watch the babies for a minute. Oh my or God. Two. We, we need community. And mm-hmm. like our society is set up for being these individuals who take care of all of our needs are mm-hmm. on our own. It's just too much pressure on people. Like yeah. community is huge. And it's, so the church definitely like ticks a lot of boxes for yeah. people with, you know, something to go to, some sort of purpose to, you know, believe in and community. Right. Like all the positive and negatives of community, like we need it yeah. big time. And, you know, the frequency of music altogether, like the oh, singing. Oh, gosh. That's, yeah, it's very. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all need like going to a concert. You just see people raising their hands. It's like a worship experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, I totally agree. We, we mm-hmm. need those moments. So, but there's a whole lot of damage there's that gets done in there too. A whole lot of damage and shame <laughs> and separation from the yeah. body, which is we can get into this Huge. now. Huge. Mm-hmm. Because I know that you are a like a nutrition, mm-hmm. wellness, body love coach. Yeah. Yeah. Very very smart and well equipped. By the way. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, one of the first, I've always been an athlete and I've always been very much, in, I like to say taking care of my body, but really, mm-hmm. yes, but also I was just trying to control mm. my body, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. until I started working with you, 
because uh, remember when you started, you were like, I'll take, uh, I don't know, you were like doing like sample student stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was right? having Years ago. like guinea pig, like test yeah. clients that I could work on to be able to get my certification. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I started working with you and it was like, you know, do this, do that. And not beyond food and nutrition was more about like how you see your body. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the things mm-hmm. you said to me was like, okay, I need you to go in front of the mirror mm-hmm. naked <laughs> and tell yourself, I love your body. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, that's just no, you know? I know. I, I mean, I can be looking naked, but I would be saying, oh, this over here needs right. a little cellulite. And this over here. And oh, I'm not like, I used to look more like Madonna than now, you know? Mm-hmm. But I said, I'm going to give a homework. I'm going to give a fucking homework. And I tell most of the people that I work with now the same thing. Mm. And it's so yeah. hard to do. It is so hard to do. You know, it took yeah. me... And I told you this, working with you through this program, which, by the way, you guys, she still does it, so you still have time. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in the end. Um, I remember sitting down with my plate of, like, fruit and, like, really healthy steel oats mm-hmm. and, like, and looking at the food and thinking for the first time, I'm eating because I love my body. Oh, I'm yay. eating this because I love and I want to nourish my body yeah. versus mm-hmm. this is good for me. I won't die of cancer. Right. Totally. Or get fat or yeah. whatever else yes. bullshit I had in my mind mm-hmm. from the programming of being a woman oh, yeah. in this era. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're we're so we have so many tapes running through which that just ages me, doesn't it? Tapes. Who says tapes anymore? We have so many messages. They're actually back now. They're back it's now? actually a cool thing. Okay, so I'm cool. Tape, right? I'm so cool. <laughs> you are cool. <laughs> just so cool. That's right. I knew we're that. We're just retro, Michelle. <laughs> That's just what it is. <laughs> but we have so many messages just deeply ingrained in our brains mm-hmm. you know the neural pathways are there to tell us like that we're not good enough that yeah food is meant to be restricted it's not to fuel our bodies or to nourish our bodies it's something to be controlled so that we can control our bodies yeah. and it is so hard but we do have that's like super hopeful because we do have the capability of digging new trenches in our brain and you know creating new synapses and um, new neural pathways towards like, oh no, I love myself. I'm wanting to make these changes because I want to care for myself. Like that whole like little shift is huge, yeah. really huge because yeah. it does move away from the shame based into, ah, I love and accept. And because I love and accept, I want to give you the best right. instead of, yeah. you know, just treat you like shit or yeah. talk to you like shit talk and not do anything like different. Shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe, you know, lower down the expectations a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you know, gosh, yeah. Especially now with everything being Photoshopped. Like, right. you can see, have you seen the advertisements for apps where they can, like, literally, like, change your photo? Yeah, I have. And it's crazy. Yeah. The photo tune and all those things. Uh-huh. Are, yeah. yeah. So, every, yeah, it's like, no, we need to be realistic about these beautiful bodies and appreciate them for what they do and not just for what they look like. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And to be strong, you know, like my main Mm. thing now is I want to be strong. I want to be able to continue to run, to do a sweat lodge and be able to carry those heavy rocks or like Mm -hmm. go hiking or um, pick myself up off the floor if I fall. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pushing 60. Mm-hmm. I mean, not yet. I just turned 54. But still, I think about <laughs> these things. You know? You're in your low You're 50s. Low 50s. <laughs> but I feel stronger Yay. than ever. I love I that. mean, I'm sure I was stronger in my 20s. But I feel 
at least in my mind heart connection you know uh-huh. and so you had a lot to do with that oh, and, okay. yeah okay. and so you know I know that like the work you do was beyond just because I didn't know a lot mm-hmm. of the nutrition and food and this and that because mm-hmm. you know when Ryan was sick you pretty much cured him nursed him back to health with all the juices and <laughs> we yeah we were thankful that he had a kind of cancer that was pretty I mean the, the, the amazing strides for Hodgkin's lymphoma so there was kind of like a playbook that we knew had a really good like chance for him to survive right, right, right. and he caught it super early but yeah we did a lot we did we're like we're gonna do this holistically as much as possible and since you know he did the whole <coughs> rounds of chemo and all that um and we're super thankful for that but then we definitely did lots of detoxification yeah. afterwards yeah. to try and get that stuff out of him right. but yeah but yeah it's like it's all holistic like we you know how we talk to ourselves I mean we're basically glorified glorified plants in that whole study about when you talk positively the plants they grow better like that's us (laughs) and so like how we talk to ourselves how we feed ourselves our sleep how we move like all of that plays a part and when we focus on one system and improve it it'll improve all the systems of our bodies whether it's our sleep or our stress or our digestion, they all play a part. So, yeah. so fun. Yeah. I and love the it. emotions too, right? I'm just oh my gosh, I yes. I mean, I want to for sure 100% state that I know how much work you've done. Mm. You know, not just, oh, I'm going to sleep right, and, you know, <laughs> but because internally, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm always in therapy, I'm assuming everybody is, but I know <laughs> that you have done so much work mm-hmm. in that too. Oh, yeah. Like <clears throat> the. I forever and ever, I think the earliest I can remember was probably like eight or nine. I it would be like every six weeks I'd have this night where I'd wake up in excruciating pain, so constipated mm. and starting so young. And the bonkers thing is, yes, I did like gut cleanses and worked on that physically. But one of the biggest shifts was me letting go of people pleasing mm-hmm. and like, holding on to what I knew was right for me and my body or appreciating my body and just like holding that tension it like completely manifested in my intestines and I just held 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 and so going through Hoffman and we were both Hoffman graduates and psychedelics and just talk therapy like there's been so so many hours (laughs) (laughs) and it all plays a part and it's so fun to see how it layers on like the first time I did psychedelics was two years after Hoffman. I don't think I would have had nearly the experience on psychedelics if I hadn't already gone through Hoffman. Right. And yeah, it's so. And by the way, so if you're fun. listening, you don't know what Hoffman is. Mm-hmm. Look it up. It's great. It's like a seven-year, yes. seven-day. Sorry, mm-hmm. not seven-year, seven-day. Um, like a retreat therapy mm-hmm. retreat mm-hmm. Uh, up in Northern California, where you really work out some yeah. shit with your parents and your caregivers and. Mm-hmm. Lots of mindfulness and mm-hmm. body work and very, very powerful. Very powerful. Like that opened me up. Yeah. So I, I will say it saved me and it saved our, like Ryan and I both went a week apart. And before that, it was right we're in the middle of all that craziness with the church. We did not have any tools of how to handle intensity coming at us in that capacity. And after Hoffman, we just had so many great tools, but like, if you think about going, do your pre-homework. Yeah. <laughs> really 
Really give it your all. There's a lot of pre-homework. And they tell you, you're going to be triggered with the pre-homework. There's all these questions, and I was just such a bitch to everyone around me. What do I have to think about this? I have to think about this right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a good it's a good to do it, and you, it's it a good to not dismiss that your childhood didn't affect what you're mm-hmm. struggling with now, mm-hmm. or what you're walking through now. You know, yeah. beyond bullying, you know, just the, yes, the values, the attention, mm-hmm. the attunement that your parents gave you or didn't, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all that yeah, work and so then, good. So good, yes. Yeah, so like, but dealing with the emotional, like part of our body the spiritual part of our body expectations all that like it plays into our whole health as a as a human experience it's all tied together yeah so yeah yeah and then so fun i love it so how did you get into psychedelics we got into okay so after hoffman we had um a psychotherapist named bruce sanguine he, oh, yeah. we had a similar background. He's a pastor at the Church of Canada, and um, he had been advising us, like, okay, I think we've done enough talk. Now you guys need to experience this deep love, this deep acceptance. And so we were going to do that the beginning of 2017, and then we found out Ryan had cancer. So we had to po- mm. pause because it was going to be ayahuasca, and that would be – just too much with the poisoning of the chemotherapy mm-hmm. that would have been so brutal of an experience yeah. Yeah. so we waited until 2018 when he had been cleared for a while mm-hmm. and decided then to do mushrooms as our first experience because it's gent- more gentle yeah. um and it was like at that point we were fully east lake had t- completely transitioned to a spiritual community and we were still just like you know wanting people to experience unconditional love divinity and you know that was like what we were craving yeah. and then we had this experience with and mushrooms and it's like <laughs> guess what hey oh. you know for six hours yeah. we were able to like schedule it it was it was amazing so Did powerful you you yeah oh. so we went up to canada and um he lives off Vancouver Island on this little teeny island so it's like a whole bunch of ferries and border crossing and Mm. like so it was a lot it was kind of like a cool pilgrimage but we came back and like our friends and our staff members were like that would sounds incredible but we can't take like five days Mm -hmm. to go do this because of all the travel um and so Bruce mentored us to sit for people because we had all this all of our friends wanting it and we're like we sat for one of our friends, Tom, and he like prophesied over us during it, which was wow. bonkers. But like we just had this click mm-hmm. where we looked at each other, and he's having this beautiful experience. And Ryan and I were like, "This is like what we, this is what we need to do. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the next step." It just felt like so many things aligned because um, we, you know, all of the years of pastoring, you are with people in intensity, like. Yeah. We had to be there with people unplugging their children from life support, like yeah. so much intensity. So it was, um, it we was were prepared. Yeah, we were prepared, you know. And um, so then Bruce started mentoring us because we just wanted to do it. It was so great. And then it started to be where we had so many requests that were like, "Oh, we need to. <laughs> this is something that we need to do." And maybe 
make a living off of it because it's taking over our lives. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. so helpful when you're with somebody that has a background of that type of experience, mm-hmm. intensity, has mm-hmm. done the work, has been a Hoffman, has been, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there giving psychedelics that are not prepared. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's all right, you know, life is life, but I... Mm-hmm. I recommend Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) I recommend Griselda. But it's, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, um, Bruce Singlin, by the way, wrote an amazing book called Dismantled. Dismantled, yep. Which, if you guys are listening, I recommend you read it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Especially read the chapter on family. (laughs) Yes, that they're a fucking cult. It's a cult. I have been saying that for so long, but I was kind of embarrassed. And then I read it, and I'm like, oh. Okay. Okay. I feel validated. I feel validated. <laughs> yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. like you, you know, you can't be free. Yeah. Or but, you think mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. When you're little, you really can't. Otherwise, how are you going to survive? Right. But, then, but yeah, that's a very good. Yeah, I think it's like till like seven or eight, our brain waves are in this just download state where everything is truth. Like whatever we experience, whatever we think we're experiencing is just that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you can mm-hmm. totally brainwashed children yeah oh yeah 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 Yeah, so anyhow that's how we got into our experience with psychedelics it was it's beautiful and i've seen it be really helpful with physical healing as well because Mm -hmm. it's it just can release these like held patterns in our physical tissues and the mental patterns that we stay stuck in so yeah yeah it's very good for trauma Oh gosh! Yeah. Just the way you, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I say, you know, I, one of the most, um, I suppose, meaningful sits I've ever had with the mushrooms is when you sat for me. Mm, Here, beautiful. I was about to like, I'm gonna go to mom's practice. You know, losing my mind. <laughs> I even to my mom's death, and it was just, yeah. and, I mean, I don't remember much besides feeling very safe. I'm mm. always scared. I always go into any ceremony like, ooh, yeah. here we go. Here we go. That time, I was just. I think I was crying before I even took the mm-hmm. tea. You know? Yeah, that's really common. Yeah, and then it was so powerful because I'll, I g- I'm saying this because it was important for me that I felt safe mm-hmm. and Huge. that that I know the walk you've walked mm-hmm. and all the work you do and you know, your integrity and the values and everything. Yeah. Most of all, the love, the, like the love. love that yeah. you have <laughs> in this heart bag is like. I had I was never worried. Oh. I think I was out to I don't know. I was like, Is nobody gonna know? <laughs> yeah. Flying, my mm-hmm. family. Of course That's beautiful. you know, spoiler oh spoiler alert, I did not get divorced. <laughs> I would just crack my heart open yeah. so powerfully. Really I was like, Hula, you need to go do this with Ryan. I think mm-hmm. a week later Ryan was here with yeah, me. Yeah, it was pretty soon after. Mm-hmm. And it was very it was so powerful to mm-hmm. me. He was like, Dude, I'd never scream and cry like that and he yeah. was just holding me, crying with me, so mm. Yeah, I mean, the work you guys do is... So, it's so important to have a sitter that you can trust. Yeah. Like, if you... <clears throat> that's one of our biggest things. It's like, dosing doesn't even necessarily... <clears throat> I mean, it's part of it, but how how comfortable someone can feel to be able to trust and let whatever needs to come through come yeah. through, I think that's the the real the real medicine, the real substance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a sitter that can hold you, you're, yeah. you know, because yeah. some people are just... Mm-hmm. A lot. Some people are. <laughs> oh man, we have had some woo stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I meant like someone like me or Julia too. Like, who's gonna hold me? You mm. know, it's like, okay, you know, 
I don't. Uh, not that I'm making myself super special. More like crazy, mm-hmm. you know, than than that. But but anyway. I felt super honored to be there yeah. with you. It was. Mm-hmm. We still talk about it. I mean, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, he's thinking. I think he saw Ryan with like a big. Yeah. He's like, at one point, he was like this guy <laughs> with like these feathers. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that would be him. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that would be him. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it, that's another thing, too, I feel that's happening with at least, you know, like this whole stigma about like, oh, no, 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 it's it's the Bible, it's the Bible. And then you're like, mm. no, it's not, actually. It's this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but psychedelics are a drug. And now it's yeah. like, actually, no. They're the actual love heart medicine, mm. trauma healing substance that mm-hmm. is here on the earth for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before my dad died, mm-hmm. he was like 10 days, I mean, 10 days before he died. We, we just knew it. The doctor's like, yeah, it could be any day now. Wow. <gasps> wow. And and I did a friend's brother's like, here's Moronella to you, and you have Pediatra, you can take that. It's mm. your microbiome. That's amazing. And I got an email from my brother's like, what? No, no, no. And I'm like, you know what? This is beautiful medicine. It's so close to the earth. Mm. It's gonna, and it was 10 days. I think like the last two, three days he was really struggling. We had to do the morphine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the 10 days before that, and I haven't done a podcast on that, but I will. But it's just yeah. like the way I saw him get into the body, mm. surrender into, you know, these, these medicines, these, mm-hmm. I don't want to call medicines, these plants. Mm-hmm. These plants are highly 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 intelligent mm-hmm. and they're here for a reason and, and you know in due diligence responsible in consciousness yeah it was amazing mm-hmm. that's so you know, it was amazing cool. i just saw wow. him at one point he was laying there and he's like wow and he tells me he tells because my brother was there with him my brother's like give him more tea what's my tea no he's laying in his bed and he's like kids kids with his eyes closed he's like we're in a state right now of coolness Right? Wow. And I'm like, excuse me, Dad? What did you say? <laughs> Wait, right now, we are all in a state. He said in Spanish, like, estamos en un estatus muy cool. Mm. I'm like, that tea's pretty good right there. Because <laughs> you know, he had been telling my brother, I don't feel God. My brother came out, he's like, he doesn't feel God. I'm like, well, he's going to feel it right now. Mm-hmm. Let's get some of these God plants. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so beautiful. It, and th- they are so helpful for people dealing with the fear of death yes. and like having yes. what a gift that is I, just yeah. the thought of that that being um regulated or you know the criminalized is is criminal it's like such a disservice we do to people who like this is the people dying that's a scary thing and for them to be able to have relief and like yeah. touch it before they actually do die yeah. That's so, to help you so open up, remove the fear, and oh know that you're going to just turn into everything now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and even like, you know, I was watching a documentary yesterday about these horrible problems with addiction and fentanyl. Mm. People dying left and right. Mm. Little kids, just the overdoses. And iboga, mm. ibogaine, mm-hmm. this flower plant from Africa, mm-hmm. removes the addiction, the craving, and mm. it's just not legal here. It's, yeah. You know how many people use, like, the, the veterans? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. There's so many, you know, places in Brazil, even some out of Panama, Canada, Europe. So hopefully the United States will come around. Hopefully, hopefully. Because they're very helpful mm-hmm. for for addiction. Yeah, yeah, and what a, like, to remove an addiction? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is, what a gift of life. And it's just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. What do they do to the brain? 
Mm. What do they do to the brain that they reset the chemistry and where they reset the nerve mm-hmm. pathways? That I mean, I know people that have gotten clean off of heroin mm. from with a balloon. It's amazing. That have never even considered using it. It's incredible. Like it's just what? What a gift. Yeah. Oh, the the people that served as our first ayahuasca, they had <coughs> both been incarcerated, living on the street, lost all their teeth because of methamphetamines and heroin. And mm-hmm. it was like they got to the point where they were only able to do it once a day and they would be in misery, they said, for 23 hours and mm-hmm. 52 minutes and then have eight minutes of bliss. Like that, they would just be excruciating pain and then finally were freed through regular use of ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I mean, and you would never guess. You mm. can see, you see these men now, and they just shine. Mm. <laughs> you would never guess that they were ever unhealthy, yeah. and they had been like losing their teeth. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's and they're crazy. helping other people now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're helping a lot of people. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, another very important thing before we before we end here. <laughs> we have so many important things. I have so many important <laughs> things, but this is the most important one for me, at least as a woman. Mm. Is one of the things you would say to me was remember you have to have pleasure mm-hmm. pleasure pleasure <laughs> I was like, okay well what do you mean pleasure pleasure and yeah. it's been such um yeah like an important part of me mm-hmm. of my well-being is mm-hmm. like lots of pleasure orgasms mm-hmm. and i catch myself sometimes getting in that rut where i'm like no you just go go and you know mm-hmm. and it's like wait a minute wait a minute let's take time to mm-hmm. you know sit in the tub and touch myself yeah. and not when i'm following julio you know like mm-hmm. but yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that because... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was a big uh, mental shift for me because growing up in 24-7 religious programming, <clears throat> it was... I was taught that that pleasure was not good. It was a, it was a sin a until sin. you were married. <laughs> and... But then by the time you're married, it's too late. You're already programmed that somebody, Jesus and Mary, are watching you. It's like, what the fuck? Totally. There's so much pressure. (laughs) (laughs) It's stage spread. I can't have an orgasm on stage. (laughs) There's a whole host of witnesses watching. Right. Um, But there, like, so there was so much of, like, deny the body, deny the body. Don't trust it. um, (laughs) That it was really hard for me to, like, trust pleasure and trust that I could you know have an orgasm um so then once things started shifting and after Hoffman especially there was just this remembering of that my body is great and like because as a little girl I definitely was in tune to my body and was very like um sexually aware like I didn't Mm -hmm. I just was always wanting to be touching people, have being touched. Like I just was always very physical touch. Still am. But shut it down for sure in my teens. And then being able to like re-get to know my body and learn how to trust it and give it what it needed was really, really um, powerful for me. And it's, you know, it's continuing. It's not, right. I'm not fully where I would like to be. But um, the importance of, regular female pleasure and just orgasm in particular um in my studies with 
nutrition and holistic health, just seeing the benefits it has as like kind of like an electrical reset in your body too, mm. with oxytocin, like flushing and like when that's released, I think it's released, it's for sure released in orgasm. And then I think also when you're mm. breastfeeding, but it's a bonding chemical. And what I love the idea of is when you are having self-pleasure and you are having an orgasm with just yourself, then you're bonding with yourself. Like Mm -hmm. how beautiful is that to like continue to grow that connection and relationship and to be able to get out of the mindset that self-pleasuring is bad Mm. was a major freedom. Yeah. Major freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's big. And I love, I love Mm -hmm. helping people, especially like a lot of women don't feel like they deserve to feel pleasure if they don't look a certain way. And yeah. that is just like the biggest load of crap. And so helping my clients with those, you know, body affirmations where they're looking at themselves and, and naming something that they can say, okay, I like this or I'm learning to like this about myself. Yeah. That is all in like leading towards being able to find pleasure in their bodies and give that to themselves. Yeah. So, and yeah, you, it's all, it's all, it's all in there. And it's very empowering, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I don't need, I don't or need two. anybody else to give me an orgasm. Yeah. I can take care of that myself. Yeah. yeah well, sure. I, think, uh, I mean, I never had heard it explained like that. You said like this electrical reset mm-hmm. and the bonding, but, but it does, you know, do something physically to the body Yeah. that, um, you know, gives you more energy, mm-hmm. you know, makes you gl- you're glowing, mm-hmm. and also like it's a birthright. Yeah, for know, sure. For a reason, mm-hmm. we have this, and we mm-hmm. can learn to work with it and mm-hmm. harness our orgasm and make it go all over the place instead yeah. of just right away releasing mm-hmm. it. It's very, it's almost like magic. Yeah, absolutely. Magic. There's like tons. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many <laughs> sex magic workers. I love it. Um, it it does need to be talked about more. And I think, you know, just knowing about the nervous system and how it kicks you over into the parasympathetic nervous system, which in the autonomic nervous system, it's parasympathetic and sympathetic and enteric. Yeah. Parasympathetic is, I nickname it the thrive state and the sympathetic is the survive. So, in the survive state you're just you're stressed it's cortisol driven and you cannot be in the thrive state at the same time so in the thrive state you've got digestion hormone production respiration like all these you know systems that we need to thrive and you know when you're stressed out it's just like i gotta survive this situation so you shunt all of the energy from the um, thriving systems over into just the stress response to get through this you know life or death situation supposedly even if it is just like traffic or your alarm going off or an argument with somebody um so having an orgasm puts you over into that state where you're like able to focus on the healthy systems of your body and yeah i mean there's so many benefits just the stress reduction alone is a big one (laughs) yeah massive i mean most diseases stress and Mm -hmm. and causes inflammation and yeah Mm-hmm. And, and then also like pleasure for pleasure's sake. Exactly. <laughs> That's also a good excuse yeah, yeah. and a good reason too. Pleasure for pleasure's sake. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die. Yes. That's one thing. Yeah. I also remember when the mushroom journey where you shot for me, I was like, 
Michelle, what's gonna happen when we die? And you're like, hmm, that's the that's the million dollar question. <laughs> ah, nobody knows. Tell yeah. me what you're experiencing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I did experience it. I was literally a Ramona. Like in your, wow. I can't explain it in words, but I, I had a dream about a month after that. Somebody was trying to kill me. Mm. But they were running after me with guns, and I was hiding, hiding. And at one point, like I couldn't hide anymore. And I remember just looking at them, going, "Well, fuck it." And I just yeah. closed my eyes, mm. and I looked in like the middle of the forehead, and I just saw exactly what I felt wow. when I was over here on the mushroom journey. Wow. And then I woke up. Of course, they didn't kill me, but I was mm. like, "Wow." I guess you can sometimes not be afraid to die. Wow. You know? That's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that that was a long time ago. <laughs> Things change. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was definitely hard watching my dad die. but Yeah, there's no permanent state. It's no. good to continue to have these deep practices. Exactly. Yeah. Impermanent. Yeah. Yeah. But did I interrupt you? Were you saying watching your dad? Oh, no. I mean, just watching him. The It's like, you know, they always call it like you're going through... Uh, the labor, mm. like the labor having a baby, there is a labor of dying. Mm. And, mm. I mean, unless you're completely paralyzed in a state, but if you're not, then there's like this activation of the bodies where you really? get like, the body gets kind of, it feels like you're, you know, you're anxious, the body mm. gets hot, and you're like, oh my God. And mm. um, that's why they give people morphine and I, I don't mm. know, because it's, you know, it could be very intense. And a lot of death workers, like, you know, Stephen Jenkins and I, we talk about like, you need to reduce the soul unraveling and don't use those medicines. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Also, he's not dying yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know what right. his experience is. And you can wait as long as you can, but I mean, I saw my dad do so much unraveling. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the body gets into this anxious state of, mm-hmm. and you know, they give you the physiotoquine mm-hmm. and then, of course, massages and mm-hmm. harmonizing the room. And in the end, yeah, some of what the medicines that the doctors gave him. Mm-hmm. And he fell asleep and he died asleep. Wow. But um, it is like some hard work. Yeah. You know, after that, I was like, oh, oh I don't know if I feel like after that dream. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. depending on life experience, what's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're always coming to any experience completely different yeah you know you're a new person because you've had these experiences yeah for sure and i think that's definitely you know when you come to a different ceremony or a different drug or a different substance like or plant like you're gonna be different it's gonna be a different experience yeah yeah every time every time and that's why i think we get nervous i know (laughs) it's like like, (laughs) which i think is a sign of respect for the for the plant yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. You know, like you're not coming in as super arrogant. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Not a recommendation. I do not recommend that <laughs> no, <laughs> at all. Like, Please. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of Just, respect. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of respect mm-hmm. and integration. Yeah. You oh, guys do right. integration work too. Yeah, we do. We do prep the day of and then integration after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the thing. Before we close this out, I mm-hmm. want you to tell us about. Um, your your detox program that probably sure. a lot of people want to do now. I did it mm-hmm. before with you, I think yes. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it right after I got my implants. Yeah, which was amazing. I know this will be the first oh. time I've done it since I've had my implants. I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah, very excited. I noticed so many. Mm. I mean, I just didn't sweat when I had the implants. Wow. 
Wow. It was crazy. That is really interesting. Thanks goodness I was out. So yeah. tell us about your program. Um, well, I do mm-hmm. a liver cleanse about three times a year. And I, before I had done it where it was just like anyone could purchase it at any time and do it on their own. And then I saw a statistic with my business coach who was like the retention, like the completion of somebody who buys a course and does it on their own is like 20%. It's something mm-hmm. really, or maybe 40. We'll be generous and say 40%. Right. So I was like, well, that's, I don't want that for my clients. So I'm going to be doing it now three times a year where I'm doing it with them and we have like a, like a group Zoom. Yeah, it's like a group of people doing it all together. Of course, they're from around the country, but we will do a weekly Zoom so people can feel like, okay, I need to be doing my stuff and stay with it. And I think the retention, mm-hmm. goes, the completion rate goes way, way, way up. So um, I've been doing that with um, just women through with a vibrant living program, which is be- taking people through like the courses of um, the, all the healthy systems that I run my one-on-one clients through. I just do it in kind of like an intensive. And that's been going great. So now I'm really excited to do it with the liver cleanse. And I'm, we're going to be doing um, starting the end of January. And there will be one week prep. And then it's the four weeks of active cleansing. And then a week of maintenance. You eat a lot, too. Don't, don't think you, it's like it's you're not going to eat. There's yes. so much food. Yeah, the first two weeks are all about like building up. So like you're going to be eating a little bit more than you would be normally. Mm-hmm. And you're going to just be eating tons of fruits and vegetables. Um, there's meat also is really helpful in the detox. Um, but you're going to be adding in a lot of antioxidants and there is supplementation as well with that. And the whole point of that is that in the second half, when we actively pull the fat um, pull the toxins out of the fat cells, then all those antioxidants like wrap up the mm. free radicals so that as they're being taken out of the system, they're not like doing more damage because our body is so smart. It puts them in our fat cells to protect our body because it doesn't know what to do with them and they're going to, they're causing damage. So it's like mm. lock them up in their fat cells. Okay. So as you're pulling them out, they need to be swaddled in and um, uh, wrapped up by the antioxidants so they can go through safely without doing more damage so it's a really um well done cleanse it's thorough and of course it's not like one and done i do recommend people do these often um but it's it's 28 days so it's not too long it's long enough where you will notice at the end of the 28 days you're like oh i don't have as many cravings and i feel really good Mm -hmm. all that but it's it's not like, oh my gosh, this is dredging on and on forever. Yeah. So I love it. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I felt very good when I did it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, so how is that different than the vibrant living? So the nice. vibrant living is um, basically like a foundations of health course. Okay. And so we go through, um, we start with um, partnering with your body and I teach people to read their biofeedback markers. Mm-hmm. And then we do... Um, circadian rhythm just getting onto a good schedule with the sun um then we do sleep and stress reduction and then we do nutrition foundation like fundamentals of nutrition i don't like that word i need to come up with a different word (laughs) (laughs) nutrition (laughs) basics and then exercise and movement (laughs) yeah yeah no 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 it's a red flag for me (laughs) And 
then at the end we wrap it up with like putting it all together and like going through and it's a lot I encourage people just to pick like one thing each week to layer in because if we just like charge ahead it's going to overwhelm the system and the all my participants have this information with them they can download it all so they can keep coming back to it and adding more like layering it in so that it becomes second nature and all of a sudden you know they're like oh my life is totally different now. And those little baby steps. Yes. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite things is at the end, um, just of this last group that we did, the women were like, I used to have to take a nap at 2 p.m. And she's like, I've dropped my nap. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're getting such More better energy. sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're getting good sleep. And so they feel energetic That's through the day. Fun. Yeah. And a ton of the, the women I draw are perimenopausal and, and mm. menopausal. And so, it's been really fun to see the improvement on the symptoms of menopause, and and um, I love that because that's been there's just been women have been so neglected in yeah. the studies, and there's so much coming out now about how to take charge of your hormones and and, and your whole health during menopause, and so I love it. it. Feels so much more better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, all so the listening. It's a little selfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, but I mean, it's good that you're sharing it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it, it feels so good. And the thing I, I realize is like, it is possible to feel good in your body. Yeah. But yeah, there's some steps you need to take and mm-hmm. get out of what the system is telling you. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, just here's an antidepressant. Here's a pill. Here's a yeah. Come on now. Right. Yeah. You, you can fight for your body. Mm-hmm. It's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's at least to basics access, to do. You know, but it's, but yeah. still. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot we can do with lifestyle to give ourselves oh. a much better experience yeah. and um, bring more joy and fun into like when you're not feeling so sluggish and exhausted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, there's a lot we can do. Mm-hmm. It's, sure. it's exciting. Mm hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll have to bring you back later. <laughs> we can talk more about the sex magic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep doing my homework. Leave you guys with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah same. Thank you. And I don't know if there's anything you want to close with or. No, I just I appreciate so much this opportunity that you've given me to be able mm. to vocalize the things that I've learned because that's a big. Um, area of growth for me and so i appreciate you helping me yeah Yeah. to to be more confident in myself so thank you thank Mm you Mm -hmm. i love hearing that (laughs) thank you everyone for listening to tales of recovery i will be putting all the links and the information on there so you can follow michelle on instagram at revolve fit Mm -hmm. and i will put all the links anywhere all the information please like Mm -hmm. subscribe and share and leave comments let me know what you think see you guys later Bye.